Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, one of the funniest people we know, period. Period. In dot. Uh David Britton, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I've I'm great now. My heart just swelled up real <laughs> like the Grinch in that movie. What was it called? The Grinch? I saw something. <laughs> Yes, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. My shoes are still tight. But. <laughs> yeah. No, well, welcome welcome back. It's good to have you. And thank you for filling in. You're an, you're an emergency uh step in. We had we were supposed to have another guest who who had to bow out. So we appreciate that double. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yes, that. yes. Not only am I your favorite comedian in the world like you just said. Yes. The funniest person you've ever heard ever. But also, I just happen to be available tonight. So, what are the odds of those two things happening together? Yeah. Near, near zero. Near zero. Yep. <laughs> but no. So, what have you been up to, man? Uh, tell, I'm interested yep. in, in what you've been up to. And also, for our listeners, where they can find like stuff you've done recently. Uh, you said you recorded something recently. Is that out yet? Or do you know when that's going to come out? I hope it's going to be out in the first half of this year still that's as close i i recorded a split uh stand-up album with my friend megan gilbert who is very very funny uh new york city comedian and um yeah we did two shows recorded both of them and then we're gonna put like i don't know how exactly we're gonna combine it yet but look for that uh if you want to find me on stuff if you search uh on the social medias on i don't know lasersaurus with a z which you guys would remember from the old radio show it yep. started out as a radio well, show wfhb <laughs> wfhb baby yeah, 11 <laughs> to 1 a.m on tuesday nights had almost as many listeners as this podcast <laughs> It was really great, yep. but I just kept it. So if you Instagram and Twitter, Lasersaurus with a Z, probably Instagram is like where it's at. Yeah. And then on Facebook, I don't know. But like, or if you search David Britton Comedian, you'll find some old clips of me doing jokes. Hopefully new <laughs> well, clips. David, so. you could even search for your stuff on like Pandora. Yes. Oh, my last album, I should say, uh, David Britton, The History of the Universe is available on like everything because that one 
was the first album I had that got put out by a label. So they like are really good at it's on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. on whatever Spotify, probably know, Pandora. I didn't even know it was on Pandora. Like <laughs> yeah, after it came out, I, I looked just to be just to, I was curious and I found it and I, I was like just had it on in the car. It was great. It's a good mix of uh, other comics too that are like you. Oh yeah, it'll it'll be like if you like this, you might like this other. Yeah, Kathleen Madigan. I don't know. <laughs> right. First it, it was I all just Bill Cosby and Louis C.K. It was. It was just. And then it, was you again. No. it was weird. Oh no. I understand. I understand the correlation. We're both icons. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's that's funny because I I mean when I, when I would just like freestyle with my friends or whatever, uh, you know I I don't know I don't know when the name President Tight Rhymes came about, but oh but, right 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 President Tight Rhymes. Presi- but that's also <laughs> I used that when I was I I did a thing on WFHB. It was like two a.m. to four a.m. on Saturdays. And it was. Oh yeah, I guess I just had a slightly better slot than you, but you don't have to feel bad about you know. <laughs> you you had a much. Wait, but you were on Friday. I think it was, I think it was Saturday night, so Sunday morning, I guess it technically. Okay, was. so that that you actually did have a better slot than me because I was oh. eleven to one, but it was Tuesday. Oh, okay. So I would say two to four Saturday more might be better. People are getting out of the bars drunk. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they were. Yeah, so it was probably like a bunch of drunk people driving home when they shouldn't have been, and like hearing my dumbass playing. And I like the WFHB's hip hop uh, collection was not extensive enough for me, so I mostly just played my own CDs. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was back when we had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But but but, you know, I still on Twitter and every like I still use President Tight Rhymes, you know. Yeah, I just like now that I it's like how none of us change our phone numbers when we move, you know, it's like, well, now everyone knows this. I'm not changing it. I, I, I think Bad Religion at some point, like in their career, was like that's a stupid name, but it's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's too, too late. Sa- same. I think Goo Goo Dolls had the same. Have said the same thing. Yeah. They're like, what did we do? Yeah. That's, that's a weird name. Be a joke. Yeah. That's a, that's. I didn't even think about it, but Goo Goo Dolls is so weird. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think it. Yeah. Now that we know who they are, and they're, you know, but I. I love like I love it when bands or or things get they're just like ah eh, this we'll just put this name it's a placeholder we'll figure it out later yep. and then yeah and then it's like nope it's stuck. <laughs> 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 but uh, what about what about you, Brent? What have you been up to since uh, last week? It's been almost two weeks since I talked to you. I think. Yeah, I had a weird experience at a restaurant. Yeah. I was happened? given the wrong. Well, okay, we finish our meal at Johnny Carino's. Okay. Italian, Italian place. place. Yeah. And Kara noticed, she was like, this isn't, this is the wrong bill. We were charged for like this other, and we could like see their, their scraps of food on their table. <laughs> like that's, that's what they ordered. And so the lady was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The waitress. And she like grabbed both bills and went in our credit cards and went, and then she goes, okay, I fixed it. Here you go. Here you go. And I put my debit card in my wallet. She'd given me, by the way, spoiler, she'd given me the wrong debit card. But it was like oh. a Chase Blue Bank card. I put it right Wait, in. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Did yeah. she give you like somebody else's card from like somebody else's yeah. table? The next table over, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't, and it was a Chase card. And I never look at the name on it. Yeah. It looked exactly like mine. I just put it in my wallet and walked out. Went to the pet store. You walked out. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So did this person. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. That's crazy. We we went to the pet store and I bought something. And at the register, wait, check this out though. At the register, I swiped the card and the, and the lady goes, "Oh, wrong pin." And I was like, "That's oh, weird." Okay. 
I tried it again. She goes, yeah, it's wrong pin again. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. What do I do? And she goes, oh, just hit this button right here, the other button. Right, the credit, the credit yeah. Goes, and it goes right through. I was like, oh, okay, cool. The next day, I went to Walmart and spent $65, right? <laughs> the same thing happened. I said, wrong pin. I was like, lady, I was like, it's been, it's, I've had the same pin for 15 years. Like, I know what to push. You know, what I'm not like it? angry. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I was so close. <laughs> I thought you were getting the rhythm and you keep going. Yeah, dude, right on. And, um, and, and so, like, she, this old lady in her 70s just goes, yeah, this is how you bypass that. Just push this button and it go, went through. I get to my car. And Kara's been texting me and trying to call me, and, and I get a hold of her, and she goes, you have someone else's debit card. It's this guy named John, and he's about to call you. I was like, okay, cool, cool. And so he called, and I was like, John, I am so sorry. I was like, hey, man. And you know what, Corey? This is very much very similar to that, like, when we got the wrong package that I, story. That, that, I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I go, John, I am so sorry, man. I I didn't know. I spent – I think I, I need to go to an ATM. I owe you, like, $70. I spent your money. He goes, that's cool, man, because uh, I bought my entire week's groceries with yours. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. How much was that? How much was that grocery bill? He spent 150 bucks. It was just, I think it's just him and his late. They were, he's an older guy. Yeah. So I think they have kids. They're gone, you know? Yeah. And so he, he was nice enough to drive to my house and give me, like, the, the you know, the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But I've never been in that situation before. But it, like, ruined, like, an entire afternoon of just like trying to orchestrate shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that you guys both had cards that were the same color and both chased, they just looked enough alike. Yep. Yeah. My, I, I use IU Credit Union and I got the candy stripe, the red and white candy stripe. So I would know right away. I'm like, this is not. Yeah. See, I think I use, I use a credit union here too. So I feel like it's, it's a very slim chance my card would look like somebody else's, but yeah, but Chase, I mean, Chase is, that's, that's going to be a pretty, uh, you know, ubiquitous. They all you know? look the same. Yeah. yeah. Get, it's, it's like getting a license plate. That's just like, not, you know, the, the, the out of the box license plate that you'd always get. That's what the Chase <laughs> card is. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Damn. But, oh, but furthermore though, what do you think about what the fuck? Why do they even have the pin? I was about to say, it like shows how useful that pin is. Oh, yeah. Like sure a seventy-year-old woman was like, "Here's how you, here's how you use a stolen credit card." <laughs> well, yeah, and with the pin, they're like, "Don't tell anyone. Don't tell your mother. Don't tell your wife. Don't tell your podcast listeners. <laughs> Keep it a total secret. Never yeah. write it down and then eat the piece of paper." And like, they're like, "Don't ever let anyone know." And they're like, "Or you can hit this button and it's fine." Yeah. Well, I think isn't one like one is I think if you use your pin, it's debit and it's like and it's and that's when you can like if you want cash back or something, you have to do debit. I think the other if you bypass that, I think it just runs it as credit. But I think it ends up all it's basically ends up the same thing, but it's like, you know, it still takes from your checking account. It's eventually. Yeah. But I think when you run it as debit, it's more of like an instant thing and you can get cash back, you know. But then, because usually I'll just... use an ATM, yeah. Yeah, like an ATM, you'd have to use a PIN number. But, because I'll bypass it, I'll just I'll just bypass it sometimes, just because I don't want to fuck with putting the numbers in. Um, but, if I'm, like, taking money, you know, if I'm, like, buying groceries and getting, like, 20 bucks back or whatever, I'm like, I'm like, remember to put the PIN in and rub, run it as debit, otherwise you're going to be fucked, yeah. you know? What's that number? Uh, it's, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> See, here's a nice track, but he's not going to fall for it. Now. No. That's the game Plus, for tonight. It's 
It's 1919. Yeah, we're well, trying to get each other's pin numbers. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, we all live like what, like hours away from each other, so to even come in contact with one of our debit cards would be very slim as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty far. Where, where are you, Brent? I don't know where. I'm I don't just, know where you are. Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. Indianapolis. Corey's in Chicago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're in New York. I'm in upstate New York. I always feel like I, I would be lying to be like. Upstate. I gotta be. I'm not cool. It's basically like Indiana with mountains. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I like it. I like it up here. I actually, I just went cross country skiing today. It was fucking great. <laughs> nice. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. Is that suit? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's beautiful. Like yeah. It was just no one was around but me and my dog, and the dog could just run through the fields while I'm skiing. Like, like no one around for miles. It's. Awesome. Just me and pine trees and a dog. Yeah, that's all I want. Awesome. And you go off the road and fall down like a like a big steep ravine. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that Break is true. If legs. I like if I like fell and broke my leg, I would probably just die, I would guess. Or maybe the dog would do right. like a last move or go, a, a woman carries you to her cabin and she's like, David Britton, <laughs> I've listened to the, the your your album a thousand times. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Wow, that's the best segue in the history of podcasts. <laughs> now I don't even care about Brent's boring story about a credit card. That was so nice. <laughs> yeah, so for the listeners, we're covering 1990s misery this evening. Uh, but which, which, David, you said it's been a while since you've seen it, yeah, the movie? I saw it probably, it came out in 1990. I probably saw it in 1992 or mm-hmm. something, you know. Like early nineties, so yeah. yeah, it's been a while. I I loved it at the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's I mean it's such a good simple story, and I it's been it's been years since I've read the book, and and years since I watched the movie before. I watched it again last night, but yeah, I thought it I thought it was great. I thought it holds up. Uh, what do you think, Brent? Had you seen the movie before? Um, I saw it when I was like a lot younger. I think like Brit or like, like David. Um. Yeah, I remember it, it, like, kind of creeping me out a whole lot and make me feel really weird as, like, a kid, you know? Yeah. It's the couple scenes, yeah. It's such a great horror movie because it's so realistic. Like, everything else is, like, well, you know, some guy is not going to come back from the dead or, like, kill me in my dreams or, like, whatever. But crashing in the middle of the woods where some crazy lady, like, just, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. I know crazy ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and you're you're right. It's you. It's somewhat unique among Stephen King's work because, uh, it is one of the most like based in reality. Like, there's really no supernatural element to it, which which is pretty rare for him. Yeah, I would say the only thing that is anything like that would be her ability to like pick up his body. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying like well, it she's almost strong. Like... She's like a farm lady. She's like a strong. <laughs> Like you guys grew up in Indiana, you know those Indiana farm girls. Those, they could the, yeah, that's true. Corn, pick up James Con. Yeah, those those corn fed, those corn fed uh, softball old... playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll hoist you over their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no problem believing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, just and, and, and this is this is shows how old I am now. It's like just watching the trailer again. I was like, Kathy Bates kind of cute in this, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like. 15-year-old David Britt did not find, like, 40-year-old Kathy Bates attractive. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, which, she was great in this. The uh, fun fact, this is the only 
uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the only Stephen King adaptation to win an Academy Award, and it's Kathy Bates for Best Actress. Yeah, and she deserved it. She's so good. Yeah. I, I remember it. She was so good that I remember how good she hit. Yeah. And I think most of my notes about this movie are just, like, quotes from her because it's just so funny. Like, you know, I love when she reads the book he's working on and she's like, "It's there's too many swear words you know and he's like it's about slum kids i was a slum kid that's how how we talk and she was like oh really when i when i go to the the store am i am i like hey give me your biggest cat bag of bitchly cow corn do i go to the bank and say here's a big bastard of a check give me my christing money and it's like <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> i love the idea of being bad at cussing yeah yes yeah, yeah. she says something like it's like a cockadoodle doing or something like cockadoodle <laughs> yeah she says cockadoodle a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably the most horrific part of the story is that she makes him write a bad book for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is so uh Yeah. What a like what a dick thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, she's kind of a dick in this movie. Total dick. Total dick. Well, well and it reminds her dickish, like dickish. What's that? I'm sorry. Dickishness, like real early even. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it would be like a, a slow like reveal that she's crazy, but she's pretty quick to like to like scream at him. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There is some moment early on where, but I like how it's just like a little bit at first. She like flips out about something, and you're like, "Whoa, what? Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that?" But, yeah. but her, yeah. And I, I was thinking if you, it would, it would be great to watch this not knowing anything about it, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder if they're gonna fall in love." This is like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh man, that so reminds me. Um. Oh, what's that movie we did? It's like a new movie, Brent, about um Justin Long is in it. You remember Barbarian? What? Barbarian. Have you seen Barbarian, David? I have not. Oh, it's pretty good. It's super fucking weird. And I had that same thought as like during the first like half of the movie. I was like, I was like, I know something's about to go bad, but this would be a really satisfying love story. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of cute. And she's kind of has like that manic pixie dream girl energy where she brings a pig into the bed. Like, look, I named my pig after your main character. I told you I'm your biggest fan. It's like, that's a thing that always Jennifer Anderson would do. Like she's got a lizard on a leash or something. And you're like, you're so crazy in like a fun way. I always thought it was gross that people would have pigs as pets, but that pig looked, that pig looks like it's the same color as my dog. Did you guys know that pigs are actually one of the smartest animals? They're way smarter than dogs. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. 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 It does. I read that a two year old pig is smarter than a two year old child. I believe it. Which does. It does make you wonder why we're not like eating more babies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's One something, less is better. something I've always There's wondered. a joke from the new album right there. That I just <laughs> it on you guys. Oh no, I didn't do that on the album. I meant to. I forgot <laughs> to put it on there. Probably because it's so fucking stupid. That, there's a joke that was cut from the album. So if you like it, definitely listen to the new album because all the jokes will be better. Right. If you hate it, don't worry. It's not on there. <laughs> Wait, is that really a joke that you... I think it is. I like. Is that really a joke you've done in front of people? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 w- I just wondered if it was spontaneous to the moment, or if it was really something you'd written before. No, actually, none of this is spontaneous, you guys. Ever since, like, I've got a backlog of like everything I've ever written. So, like, Brent tells a story about a credit card. I'm like, where's my credit yeah. card? Why do I? 
Well, it's like that's not true. Well, it's like that's a, not true. a lot of a lot of freestyle rap is that where it's like not it's not totally is that right? yeah it's like not totally off the dome. It's just like other stuff they've written in the past, and they're like they're piecing it together in the moment. But it's a lot of like you know stuff that they've written a lot. You know, I've suspected that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That's but, interesting. I just couldn't help myself since you started talking about how it seemed like the dog, the the pig was as good as a dog. And I'm like, I have something for this. <laughs> no, no. It's it, not that great, but it's very appropriate. Well, no, it, I, I thought it was funny. And the reason I ask is because I, I was like, it made me think of all those like David Letterman or Jay Leno sets where the the host obviously has a list of of like material he's supposed to lead into. And it's less of an interview, and it's more just like the host setting it up while the guest just like does some of their bits. You know, I always found that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always found that really interesting when when they would when they would do that on like Letterman or or Leno or something. You know. Yeah. The first time I did uh, the Bob and Tom show, a guy took me into another room and it's like, "All right, what do you want to bring up? Like, what do you want to talk about? What's your bit that Tom needs to ask you a question to get to? Oh, really? I'm like, okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here it is. <clears throat> yeah, that's like and you, you did you did the Bob and Tom show quite a bit, right? Uh, I think I did it like two or three times. Three times. Oh, okay. I want to say three times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. It's the first thing I did that my parents were like, "We've heard of that. Maybe you're not a loser." <laughs> loser, the guy, no, I still am. That works for him. I, I follow him on Facebook. I really like it. Jeff Oske. Oh, Jeff Oske. I love Jeff Oske. Yeah. He was on my podcast not too yeah. long ago. Nice. Yeah, Oske is cool. brilliant. Yeah. I like... once sat next to him. It was like after. It was like at the White Rabbit. I think after one of your shows, Corey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I don't. I don't know him. But I happened to sit next to him, and he was talking to some other guy, and just holding court with a story, like a party story that he had. It was yeah. Freaking awesome. He's such a weirdo. It's such a delight. He's just delightful. I find Oscar delightful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Definitely. I, I only, I met him. I'm trying to even think if he did something for our show or if it was something, I think maybe it was just something that was going on at the white rabbit or some venue where like he was also there, you know, but I, I can't remember the specific circumstance under which I met him, but funny dude. You yeah. should ask him to do this. I, he'd probably do it. He likes yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. It might have to be like a day like today, right? Because I bet radio hours freaking suck. <laughs> yeah, it's more. Yeah, like you got. They probably got to get there at five a.m. Hey, no, thank you. Yeah, not Pass. worth it. <laughs> What's it like, David? Trying to be funny at like that that early? Is it is it hard or? It was not. Well, I'll tell you guys this. Like, um, I the first time I got on is just because I took Ben Moore. I don't know if you guys know Ben Moore, very yeah. funny comedian. Yeah. yeah. And Ben was on all the time. They had Ben on constantly because they loved Ben. But Ben didn't have a car, so I agreed to drive him up at like 5 a.m. because I don't know why. I just did. I'm like, <laughs> You're a good guy. Solid. Yeah, uh, all right. solid. I'll, I'll hang out in the green room. So I'm hanging out in the green room eating snacks. And then, you know, Tom, Bob, Christy, Chick, they keep walking in the room and then walking back in, and then I hear him on there's the show talking about my beard because that you know they those guys really fixate on one thing, right? Yeah, like if you have anything weird, even a little off about you, they keep talking about it. And so Ben, bless his heart, was like, "Oh, you should. He's funny. You should bring him in." And then they're like, "Okay, hey, do you want to come on?" 
and they start talking about my beard. And Christy Lee does not like beards. Okay. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> this is where I almost immediately got kicked off because Christy, was, Tom was like, uh, yeah, uh, I like beard. Beards are cool. Uh, Christy actually does not like a man with a beard. She likes more of a, and I jumped in and went, oh, like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> And you could see they were all like, nope, that's not what we do here. (laughs) They cut to commercial, and uh, I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And Chrissy just goes, that's not the kind of joke we do on this show. And I was like, I know, that's very inappropriate. And then Tom was like, you could probably leave after this next break. And I'm like, okay. And then we do, we go back on, and I, I told some joke about a gorilla, and he like, legitimately cracked up like and he loved the joke and he kept making me do it and then he was like the next break he's like no you can stay <laughs> oh wow yeah, you redeemed yourself i luckily got him back with this gorilla joke like he said but, but i was i was almost like on and off like that and then they would have me back every now and again that's wow awesome. that's what that's a, that's a great story that's i mean that's awesome that you like yeah, fumbled it first and then redeemed it. What a great, what a great arc! <laughs> I mean, I do think it was funny. I think like Chick and a few people did laugh when I said, "Christy, like, oh yeah, like a twelve-year-old boy." And they yeah, were all like they were like, you could tell, like they kind of. Well, anyway, they were like, "We wish you hadn't said that." But yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's hilarious. Did, did you guys hear about what happened to that that guy Donnie Baker who would be on? Oh this? yeah. He used to be on all the time. I didn't hear what happened to him. No, what no, happened? He was here in Indy, I think. He was he was cheating on his wife. And the dudes are, um, yeah, the lady's uh, husband found out and, like, shot at him. Whoa. What? Like, in the streets of Indy, yeah. And, like, he had, like, speed away in his car. That's a very Donnie Baker thing it's, to have happen. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's very Are you very with the character, Corey? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Donnie, Donnie Baker, right? Yeah. I swear to God. I yeah. swear to yeah, yeah, yeah. Good that's, character. Yeah. That's it's funny. It's a very common, like I think, comedy character, like a Larry the Cable guy. Guy. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's like such a. At least for me, that's such an easy default because you know, increasingly as I've gotten older, you know, I've realized I probably shouldn't do accents that aren't like. A like white people first off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should yeah. try to stay away from other ethnicities, but then like, and maybe being from Southern Indiana, like you're you're around people that talk like this all the time, you know. So it's just like so easy to slip into. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, in character, I feel like yeah. I I wrote a bit for a while. I couldn't get it to work. Where I was like, this is the last year I think for Italian accents. <laughs> right. We got one more year, and we could all do Italian, and then that's over. <laughs> Yeah, but we can always do British because British food is fucking shite, and you can't make fun of a culture that has good food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you think about it, we can't do Chinese, we can't do Indian, we can't do Mexican. Yeah, because we want to eat their food. Right. Yeah. Huh. But your last name is Brit. Yeah, yeah. People can fuck with me all day. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I You're feel, I feel like maybe there's something to that with the uh, the new Mario Brothers movie coming out. Like maybe they were like. I, I feel like they so they were in a room and they were like, maybe we shouldn't do like such a grossly offensive Italian accent. We got to, <laughs> yeah. we got to like tone it down or something, you know? Did they tone it down? I, I'm not seeing a trailer. For oh yeah. Yeah. The trailer, it's like, it's Chris Pratt. Like, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's. I do remember there being some controversy about it. Like Chris Pratt is an Italian, and then people were like, "Oh, we didn't know we cared about that one yet." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and in the movie, it's not like it doesn't sound. Well, and the weird thing about it is, is Mario has a distinct voice that you've heard in dozens of video games, you know. And it is in the in the new movie, it's not that voice. Like it's it's just like Chris Pratt, kind of doing like a New York accent. Maybe it's real weird. Yeah, that makes sense. Mario doesn't talk that often, right? He no. says, "It's me. <laughs> let's go." Yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah. Woo-hoo. For some reason, his body goes boing. Boing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a horrible Italian stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, you, you know, Italians the, how their bodies are always going boing, boing, always boing, bouncing, you know? <laughs> bounce, bouncing Italian. That's a thing. It was a derogatory thing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these bouncers over here. <laughs> Wait, you le- like that's their job? They're legitimately bouncers? No, I'm saying Look, never mind. Like Italian, you know. <laughs> they make the noise. You know, they go boing, boing, boing. <laughs> See, five years from now, you guys are going to have to delete this podcast. Right, we're going to be canceled. <laughs> that's why That's why Tigger was such an egregious, like, Italian stereotype, you know? <laughs> you know, because of the boing, 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 right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that Brit was like, wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh man wait brent what's your debit card number <laughs> it is four zero three i don't know it probably is get the first four actually four zero zero oh man do you know do you guys know your debit card numbers i mean like your the number on the front oh the actual card, card number no yeah i used to i don't anymore no i'm pretty sure mine starts four zero three zero I think that yeah. might indicate whether it's a Visa or a MasterCard. Is I think yeah. the first four digits. The, the, the very, well, I, the very. And I know the last four because yeah. it pops well, that's up. The, on, that's that's the four you on. can't. Yeah, that's the four you can't give away. That's the important yeah. four. No, the, yeah. the the very first letter is that like if it starts with a three, I think it's Amex. If it starts with a four, I think it's Visa. If it starts oh. with a five, it's MasterCard. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Car Talk, boys. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I'm gonna play a game. I have to process a lot of credit cards at my job yeah. sometimes. So, no, Corey I was think... garnishes the wages of educators. Mm-hmm. That's his job. That's my job. Good job. Yeah, someone has to do it. Yeah, fuck those guys. I said it. Fuck teachers. You get your whole <laughs> summer up. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> if they leave early at all, I I take the wages. I'm like, no, time theft is a real thing. It's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they're educating our children. Have you heard them talk about children? Yeah. I know teachers. You should hear what they're saying about your kids the second you're out of the room. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hate your kids more than you do. <laughs> if that were possible. I don't mind. I like teachers. I don't know. I just, I do feel like everyone's like, oh, teachers. I'm like, they're not yeah. firefighters. Like, <laughs> well, see, I, paid. I feel like that used to be a thing, but now I feel like public like sentiment has turned the other way where everybody is like, Fuck teachers, you know, especially like more right leaning people. But, you know, well, also, when we were kids, we were all like, fuck teachers at some point. Right. Like we go all the way from like kindergarten. You kind of like your teacher, maybe first grade, from like third grade on. You're like, fuck this teacher (laughs) all the way through high school. You graduate, you turn 20 and suddenly you're like, teachers really need more respect. Like what happened? You nerd. Now you're a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one time 
they can't help you anymore either. Like you could have sucked up to them in high school. Right now. Yeah. You know, you know, I had this friend that I knew from, you know, high school and after, well, I didn't know him in high school, but, but when I was high school age and afterwards, and he was like my one remaining, like super libertarian friend, you know, Uh which was fine. You know, he, and he would, we would like get into disagreements or whatever, but it was, it was never a big deal. And I was like, whatever. I, I think what you believe is kind of dumb, but whatever, it's not hurting. Any- yeah. But- no one you support will ever get elected. Who cares? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But he, but there was this conversation about, oh, there was like a school shooting and another one somewhat. And he was like, he was like, oh, Whoa, when did that happen? A it, wait, it just oh my did. God, I hadn't heard. Oh, and then uh, I just, just have a moment to process. This it just like did again. Deal. Did anyone get hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it was like a, it was like i forget which one it was but it was like one of the big school shootings and he said something about he's like well the real problem is public schools that's why and i was like bit you know come on man like really public schools are why shoot this is this is dumb and i was like i'm sorry man but this is a dumb take like you know even if you won't admit that guns in this country are a problem at least it's somewhat reasonable when people are like oh it's mental illness or it's this or it's that like but you're going to blame schools. This is really dumb, you know? So we gotta... I would love to see that sometime when someone is like, all these school shootings, and I can't, and no one, we refuse as a country to acknowledge that we need to ban school. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We need to do away with school. That was like le- legitimately his argument. And I was like, this is so. Let the kids go get shot at the mall like the rest of America. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and so we were, we were kind of arguing about this, and uh, and I mentioned. You know, just that I have a lot of friends who are teachers and I forget what we're talking about, but I brought up the fact that my wife is a school social worker, right? She works in a school and he was like, he was like, oh, so that's why you have that opinion. You're biased. You're like, it affect- I was like, bro, nobody, nobody gets into school, like working in a school for the money. That's not like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people are, you know, bringing home big bucks working in a public school, you know? And I like, I love the idea that he thinks that's why that's your opinion. Like, it's not everyone else agrees with me that we need to shut down public schools. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're only a public school advocate because it's because you're, yeah, you're like directly benefiting. I was like, dude, this is, I was like, we're, I I can't talk to you anymore. This is the dumbest thing I think anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I had this argument for a while when people were like, Everyone was upset about NFL players kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, football needs to stop being political. I watch football for football. I don't want it to be about politics. We got to just all agree to ban that stupid song everyone hates. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's what we got to do. If we get rid of the song, what are they kneeling about? Right. That's making it political. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a song that's political. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Plus, nobody likes that song. I don't know. Nobody talks about this, but no one, the national anthem, it's so disrespectful that they kneel. It's like that's when everyone gets up and takes a shit. Yeah. That's what everyone is doing. The national anthem, they get the best singers in the world. Kind of like Whitney Houston or whatever. It's like, I'm going to sing the national anthem. And everyone's like, I'm going to go take a shit or make nachos. Yeah. I don't want to hear I mean, the I've, best singer I've, in the world. I've been listening to the radio for like 40 years. I've never heard that song on the radio. That's true. No, they never just it's play it unless popular. it's dirty. Yeah, no one has it on their Spotify playlist. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's never anyone it's, into the year. It's because it fucking sucks, too, you know? If if they want people to stand for it, they should make it a banger, right? Well, they need to, we need a new national anthem that fucking slaps, you know? Yeah. It yeah, should be like 
a cover song, isn't it? It's really a cover of a British song <laughs> by a British band. Probably. <laughs> someone just covered it. And cha- Francis Scott Key just covered it and changed the lyrics. Oh, what a dirty, what a dirty bird. I included in the lyrics the part where people have to stand. A lot like that, like, slide to the left. Slide <laughs> to the right. Right, it should be more instructional. <laughs> Right. Put your hand on your heart, y'all. <laughs> Hats off your head. <laughs> Salute two times. You know what? Fuck it. The cha cha slide. That should be. That's the. That's America's national anthem, right? That's what we all love. We can all agree. I'll take either. I don't care. And a, an entire arena of NBA fans just like doing that in the seats. You look. It would look amazing. That would be People awesome. People would slide to the right three seats and then back again to their their original one. Yeah. Yeah, people would be like, I was going to go poop, but the National Anthem's on. Right, yeah. Kim, is that the best part of the game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the best part of the game, yeah. <laughs> Fucking going about it all wrong, man. <laughs> yeah. What a missed opportunity. Oh, man. Shit. Well, I wanted, uh, just kind of looking through some of my notes here. Oh, I'll, about Misery, the movie? About Misery, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, when she pulls him out of the car, like, his legs are obviously smashed and fucked, right? But... She starts giving him CPR, which I I don't know. I took CPR classes, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago or whatever for the first time. And I I never really realized because you see people do it in movies like they give people CPR and they're like, oh, thank God you gave me CPR. I'm fine now, you know, but it wasn't until I took CPR class where I was like, no, if you get CPR, like you're fucked. Like they probably like broke some ribs like you have. If you get CPR, you have to go to the hospital like you're you're in bad shape if you get CPR, you know. Yeah, and usually, isn't it because, like, your heart has stopped? That's what CPR is for. Yeah. It it can't, if I remember correctly, it can't restart your heart. They have to shock it to restart it. It's just to keep you alive until they come with the AED machine. I I think. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. But I I do know that you have to, like, really, like, I mean, you have to physically pump the heart. It's a damaging thing. Like, it's... You're not, you're not, you don't just jump up and like, you're like, oh, good. I'm good to go now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It often does break the person's ribs yeah. because like you have to press that hard. Yeah. But so, but so she gives him, she pulls him out of the car in this movie and then does some like very light movie CPR before throwing him over her shoulders. And I was like, did he, did he need CPR? Was there like, I don't know. I don't know that his injuries necessitated CPR. Spinal injury. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was kind of weird, unnecessary. But did any of you did, did I either of you ever think like if she had just like called the cops and said like, "Hey, I rescued this guy," that like more like her dream may have even like come more true. Like, like he would have been so in debt to her and probably like had hung out with her and given her the opportunity to like seduce him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think she was ever interested in him in that way. Like, yeah. if I remember correctly, she just wanted him to write the book that she wanted to read. Yeah. And, you know? and something I didn't notice, I don't, I didn't remember from when I saw it the first time, was that she had been stalking him. Yeah. Previously. Yeah. She was driving behind him. Yeah. Oh. Was there an implication now that, that she caused the accident? I can't remember. That's I, interesting, but no, you, yeah, that would be an interesting take, but, but no, he like... He's in the car and his like briefcase or something like that shifts and he goes to like grab it 
Yeah. And then I think he just loses it on a okay. snowball. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. yeah, and as he's leaving the lodge, because he goes, so he goes to the, he always goes to this lodge to write a book and like locks himself in. And I kind of love his routine because he stopped smoking, but he has, he has one cigarette set out and a bottle of champagne on ice. And as soon as he finishes the book and writes the end, he like stands up pops the champagne and like lights a cigarette and he like allows himself one cigarette for finishing a book. And I was like, I was like, I kind of like, I kind of like the, the routine of that, you know, he he even lights the match. It's he lights the match with his, his thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah. Just extra cool. Yeah. (laughs) Which, which is interesting too, you know, because, and, and Stephen King has a tendency to write like a lot. He writes a lot of writers and a lot of his characters are obviously like self insert characters, you know? Um, but kind of an interesting thing about him is, you know, he's battled alcoholism and other things, but he's he's gotten past that. And he's even stopped smoking, except he like he takes a drive every night. I think it's before or after dinner or whatever. And nobody ta- like he doesn't mention it. His family doesn't talk about it. But he just like he like chain smokes as he drives through the country. And then like and then he gets home and he does like that's the only time he smokes is like on these little drives he takes, you know. So well, that's funny. So you're saying he never tells his family this. It's just unspoken. But somehow you, Corey Jefferson, <laughs> come across. Corey yeah. follows him on these drives yeah. every night. Just in case. Yeah. What, if, what if he goes off the road and he needs somebody to rescue him and break his legs? <laughs> I like the idea that you drag him home and your family, your wife and two and three kids are like, who is this man? No, don't mention him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we don't. You know, talk about it. Like, this is Uncle Steve. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, why is he in our room strapped to my bed? <laughs> he's going to write... sleep on the couch now, honey. <laughs> yeah, he's going to write me a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, you got to write a sequel to fucking... Try Which to think A sequel we'll to Misery, sequel. right? I'd, I would make him write a sequel to Misery. That would be the only fitting thing to do. That would be a perfect one to write a sequel to when he hates it. He's like, I don't want to... Although I do want to kind of see it's. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's. There's just two of them. <laughs> we all flow down here. I mean, we both flow down here. <laughs> hey, that's my life. <laughs> that's the tagline. We both flow we both... down here. <laughs> but you, you'd have to give him a, a weird, like a wild Italian accent, like we which both... I think I just kind of did. <laughs> I'm doing a character in this show. I'm doing a play, and my character. Originally, it was like, hey, Dutch, uh, what do we got going tonight? Who's pouring out the booze tonight, Dutch? Like mm. that. So now I default to that accent all the time, <laughs> which is kind of the New York version of the Hick accent from Indiana, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. out in Indiana, we were like wanted to be like, hey, why don't you go get me another bear? <laughs> and then here, like I noticed since I moved to upstate New York, everyone, if they want to do a dumb accent, they'll be like, hey, why don't you go get me a beer or whatever? <laughs> Like that's their version. Yeah. Was that a joke? For, was that a rejected joke from your album? <laughs> no, but it, it's a it's a rejected joke from uh, some album in the future, probably. <laughs> now you guys are gonna think nothing I say is real. It's the pig line. It was the pig line, and that was it. I couldn't resist. I'm like, I have a perfect pig joke for this moment. <laughs> no, I loved it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Too. I had a million funny things I could have said there in this conversation, and out of respect, I haven't said any of them. <laughs> Out of respect I to you, you guys. doing no comedy. 
No, this is no Brent and I, this whole on our end. It's totally scripted. What Brent and I are saying. So even yeah, even this a, right here, we're getting meta. That's that's the weird part. I'd love to see Casey Ross come here on here and do a pit joke like that. That amazing pit joke. Never. Yeah. Show so, me what you got, Ross. <laughs> for our listeners, our guest was going to be Indianapolis theater uh, playwright. playwright, playwright, director, wonderful person, Casey Ross. But except she 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 bailed on us. So. Yeah, fuck her. Fuck, fuck her. <laughs> I don't even know you, Kate. I bet you're a very nice uh, lady, Casey Ross, because these, these two sweet boys, they were, they're only friends with the best, I'm sure. So. Well, we, we did an episode, I think maybe it was Danger Explosion, but uh, I think somebody was, oh, I think it was Caroline. Caroline was supposed to be our guest, and she uh, had, had, to, had to bow out. And so a couple other people from comedy sports, so we all knew each other, but they ended up stepping in. And I remember like, the whole the whole episode we just go, kept going back to like fucking Caroline. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like shitting on someone who's not there. Yeah. The <laughs> See, it's the American pastime. Right below like right right below the national anthem. It's just like yeah. Yeah. shitting on people who aren't there. We love. <laughs> <clears throat> but now here's a here's a here's a misery related question. If you guys don't mind a tangent. Yeah, not at uh, all. Okay, I wanted to talk about misery for a moment. It's the whole idea that like it's there's a winter storm and so she can't take him any place. That's what she says. It's like oh, yeah. the weather's too bad, we're snowed in. Is yeah, that basically. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the premise. And then and then e- like even later when the weather clears a little bit, she's like, you know, she's like, well, I called the hospital. She's like, I can get into town. But the nearest hospital's too far away. They said if you're good and you don't have an infection or anything, it'll be better for you to just stay here until the roads like really clear up, yeah. you know. So that's she kinda... said she talked to a doctor at the hospital. Yeah. Right. Which she did not. Uh but but then it's it's also revealed, which I'd kind of forgotten about this, that she's like she's a serial killer. And she's she's yeah. oh. she's been killing people like she it's there's he even like stumbles across news articles where she was like let go from a hospital and she was on trial because like all the babies kept dying in her. oh shit <laughs> yeah so, that's, so i he's forgot locked, that he's locked in that room and you probably remember this he finds a he finds a, like a hairpin on the floor and uses that to to open the lock of his door to get out of the but room remember he's still in a he's still in a wheelchair at yeah. this point Right. So while she's gone into town, he he needs to wheel himself, and he gets to he gets a little bit of free reign of the house while she's gone, and he finds like scrapbooks and stuff, and she's keeping all this as like 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 documenting her her murders. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a advice for serial killers: don't clip out those articles <laughs> and put them all in one book. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, and who like who know like it's hard to even like fathom the mind of a serial killer, but like that one trait that like. Apparently, it's a common thing that they do like to keep trophies from their kid. Like, I don't know. It's such a weird thing, you know? It's hard yeah. not to. We all, like, want to succumb to that tip. We're like, oh, this is about me. Yeah. I guess that's <laughs> You know what would be a great comedic break in that movie is him looking through all this stuff about this woman who's a serial killer and be like, oh, I guess she's into this serial killer, too. <laughs> so he's, like, jealous. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if, if she ever tried to, like, get him into this cabin, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Like she she puts Richard Speck in the bed. She's like, I'm your biggest fan. Like, <laughs> 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 but I one one thing I'd kind of forgotten about, and like uh, on rewatch, I realized that. I mean, Kathy Bates is great. James Caan is is great in this, but I think my favorite characters are like the sheriff and his wife, who are who are like. Those are my favorite characters. Yeah, they're so good because they're like ex- exploring or they're investigating Paul Sheldon, the author, James Caan, his disappearance. And they just have and it's it's almost because things are so bleak in the house and tense. It's almost like a nice little comedic break because there's one scene in particular where they're, where they're driving around and she like she starts rubbing his thigh. Right. And they're these very older, yeah, they're like 60s, 70s, like, what? they're like in their 70s, they're very elderly, and she's like rubbing his thigh, and he's like, uh, what's her name, Virginia, he's like, now Virginia, when you're in this car, you're not my wife, you're my deputy, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta save that for the off hours, you know. She goes, she goes, I wish I was up, uh, up in bed with the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like, this deputy wishes she was in bed with the sheriff. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing kind of does have Fargo vibes in a way. I, yeah. I saw Fargo after it, so it, I didn't put it together. But now I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if the Coen brothers were somewhat inspired by this to some degree. I could see that. Yeah. That's what they meant by based on true events. Yeah. <laughs> was was when the time we watched Misery in our living room. <laughs> yeah. <That> was... <laughs> it's based on the real life time we watched Misery together. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was kind of, and I posted this on our, on the headcanon social media earlier, Brent, but there was kind of a weird connection because the episode we po- I just posted this week, which for listeners of this episode, it'll be the episode I posted like two months ago. Um, but the episode on Rosemary's Baby, I think Chuck Woolery comes up for some reason. I saw you put that up. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then in this movie, Kathy Bates is watching TV and Love Connection comes on the television and Chuck oh. Woolery's the host. Of, and I was like, and it made me remember a time where like Chuck Woolery was like spewing some tr- Trump like stolen election, just some like random bullshit on Twitter. And I don't even remember what I responded. I was like, Chuck Woolery. Stop being a goddamn idiot. Just something like, what are you doing, Chuck? And he responded. He blocked me. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I've got, I know a comedian who has a bit about Chuck Woolery, who I guess is very like likely to respond to people on Twitter. Like, he cares about, like, like somebody did a... He, like, made some joke about Chuck Yeager, and Chuck Woolery responded to him, and was like, how dare you? He's a great American, blah, blah, blah. Weird. Like, <laughs> weird. He's like, I, he's like one of these old guys who takes Twitter real serious. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of that comedian, because I want to send you that bit, but yeah. I can't remember now. That's funny. You know, St- Stephen King is another elderly uh, gentleman who he, he really likes his tweets. He's pretty active on the Twitters. So, yeah, he's 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 always posting like anti-Trump shit. So he's like he's the other side of the, the coin. He's like my mom, really old and just blasting out anti-Trump's stuff to the universe. Yeah, <laughs> my my granny's like that, too. It's always funny when I talk to my granny because like. Everyone else in my family is either apolitical or probably leans a little bit right, you know, uh-huh. and 
And it's so funny to talk to my granny and especially like really the only other person she talks to regularly is her sister who I think leans right. So she's always hearing this like pro Trump bullshit. So it's always funny when we get on the phone, she'll be like, she'll be like, can you believe what, what Trump is doing? Oh, he, I just hate that man so much. He just like, he's just the worst human being. (laughs) It's kind of weird because like that is, the correct response but we're all like i guess people our age are like yeah the world is ending but whatever stop making a big deal about it. you're making everyone feel awkward <laughs> right it is i don't know if you guys have you guys seen uh kunk on earth yet yes i watched the whole thing oh, yeah. my son really liked it a lot what? too like he, he got the jokes too what is it it's like uh, this uh it's a character i forget the comedian's real name but her character is amanda kunk no, Penelope. Penelope Kunk. And she's like doing a, it's like a mockumentary, but she's interviewing real like people, just a, like a, a National Geographic, planet Earth, almost, our history can, of can the I world. Can David for just a second? Please, please. Um, remember Ali G? I, I was going to ask if it was, it was you like Ali G. character and interview people thinking he was serious. She does something very similar. Okay. So a couple times I was like, I think that they were told. Mm-hmm. I think okay, every but, time I feel like they know these are smart professors. Of, okay. They like I some of them go it. along with it very well. And it's still very funny and it's informative. It's like it's like middle school history class kind of thing. Okay. That that caliber. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Uh, oh, but it reminded me of it because I I won't do a whole scene, but, but there's a scene where like she's interviewing someone about World War Two and they're talking about the atomic bombs and she's like. It's good we don't have any atomic bombs or nuclear bombs nowadays. He's like, well, actually, there's a bunch. She's like, yes, but they're all blanks, aren't they? They don't. What? He's like, no, there are nuclear warheads. And then she just starts crying, like uncontrollably sobbing. It's like, can we talk about something else? <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's so funny because every other scene is kind of funny because she doesn't get it and she's like asking these innate questions. And it's just one time that it's funny because she has the correct reaction <laughs> and we all have the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's worth a look. It's like it's on for Kunk on Earth. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out. That sounds funny. <laughs> I heard um, I heard this thing on a podcast a while back ago explaining British humor. I thought it was so. I thought it was so on the on the money. And then, well, anyway, American humor. If it's funny, we say it. We just sort of. We just. If we think it's funny, it's funny, and people laugh at it, and that's how we judge if something's funny. Mm-hmm. But that, like, it. But like British humor, which I like. I like. It's not my favorite, but I do like British humor. They they almost feel bad about being silly. And so that's why you get so much um, like uh, uh, really smart humor there because it seems like they have to dilute the funny by also proving that they're smart because they, they almost feel embarrassed about saying something dumb. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, obviously these are big general, you know, general things that aren't true for like any individual comedian is going to be different. Yes. But like I wonder if that's in general true like yeah. you've got two coconuts and you're banging them together but i thought coconuts were tropical they they can only be yeah. you know it's like this it, it's it's something funny that's the, but it's it's they're saying smart things but like in like a funny sort of stupid idiotic way mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, lots of times it works more for me because it's this real juxtaposition position of this is like the stupidest thing ever, and this is like this smart joke about this really stupid thing. Like, <laughs> yes. maybe they're extreme on both ends. I don't know. But their food is shite, so we can do their accent. <laughs> yeah. the food, and the rest of this episode is just going to be in a British accent. <laughs> that way we sound smarter, but our jokes shall be horrible. <laughs> we sound smarter and our jokes are drier. <laughs> oh, man. So I feel like I gotta, I, I, we got to talk about the hobbling scene, right? Oh, yes, this is the scene that still, to this day, like, I think about that scene once a week, probably. <laughs> is, that, is that the word for breaking someone's legs? Yeah, yeah, the, or is at least the way about? she does it's it. It's a very specific kind of, well, it can be, I think it's well, anything you do to keep people from walking correctly. Hmm. Like, you can even, even if you put, like, short manacles on people's legs, then they can't, they're hobbled, they're hobbled in some yeah. way. Is it yeah. the same thing with, like, binding the women's feet um, in Asia? All right, now we have to look up hobbling. I hate. <laughs> I always hate looking stuff up in the middle of the podcast. No, we'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah. No, I've got my giant scrapbook of all that stuff right over here. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you got your uh, hobbling scrapbook? <laughs> From all the people you've hobbled? Yeah. To, oh, to hobble is to walk in an awkward way, typically because of pain from an injury. Tire strapped together. Or, oh, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say tire strapped together to prevent a horse or other animal from straying. That's so, it. Yeah, it's basically you're just like keeping someone from walking correctly. Yeah. But it's, but I've always heard this. I've always thought of it this way and I've always heard it referred to as the hobbling scene. Oh. Because she said that. She says, Does she say it? Like, she says, oh, she's explaining to him like how they kept like. I don't know, like, people from running away, like, slaves oh, maybe right. from running away. I <laughs> hope that's not true, but she said something like, this yeah. is what they, and she's explaining it very matter-of-fact, but she, in that's the meantime, right. she, she puts a block between his legs and has a sledgehammer, Yeah, and he very famously goes, whatever you're thinking about doing right now, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I guess in the book, uh, she cuts his leg off. She, like, cuts what? his, yeah, she saws his foot off. So I guess there was a lot of debate about what to do in the movie. And a lot of people like one, the guy who was going to direct it dropped out because of that scene, because he was like, I can't see myself directing that scene. So I can't do it. Um, And so apparently there was a lot of, and the actors, everybody went back and forth. The screenwriter wanted to chop the foot off. And I think that's better. Yeah. Yeah, what if you, she's got medical knowledge, what if she, like, applied, like, a big tourniquet first? Yeah. And, well, like, there's a whole process of it? Yeah, I think, I think in the book she cauterizes it with a blowtorch is what she does. But, wow! Yeah. But, but I think the decision was made that, to do that in a visual medium, I, from what I read, their reasoning was, was that it would make her too, uh, it would turn the audience so much against her that she would, it would lose, like you would lose any sympathy for her at that point, yeah. which I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know if I'd have more they of it. They still made the foot getting hit look really good. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Still, oh, yeah. It's, it's so rough. It's gnarly. Yeah. 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 And she, she clobbers both of them. Gets both of his feet. Hobbles oh, in... I forgot she does the one, and then you're like, oh, God, and then you see her getting ready for the other one, and you're like, no, no, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, she, she gets them both. She hobbles him good. 
Oh, and then she hits the second one, and then she goes, God, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. This movie is so fucked up. Yeah. But I just, I want to point out the director, uh, Rob Reiner. This was, this was like, right. Because we've had conversations about, I've heard conversations elsewhere, and we've talked with a recurring guest, John King, about, you know, what director has had the best, like, consecutive run of movies, right? Um, and I think we tend, I, I, I think we pretty much agree on John Carpenter, uh, as far as like having a good, like solid run. Of, but it, you know, Rob Reiner directed this in the middle of, he did an, another Stephen King adaptation, Stand By Me. Um, and then also this is Spinal Tap, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, A Few Good Men. Like these are all directed back to back. And it was, it was just like, he was trying to stick his toe in every genre and like knocking it out of the park every time. It's a pretty crazy yeah. run for a director, I feel like. Yeah, and I always think of him as a comedy director, but yeah, yeah. I, like he's directed some like kick-ass dramas too. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and you know Kathy Bates also was in apparently I haven't seen this movie, but she was in Dolores Claiborne, which is another Stephen King adaptation, but um not not generally as well known as this one, but Oh, the other, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about before we get into to headcanon is just the, the obvious, uh, metaphor this movie is for like toxic fandoms. You know, I mean, you could easily think of like, you know, Kathy Bates as a representative of like the star Wars fandom who they, you know, they, they think they have ownership over the creator and they want to, they want to dictate, you know, what's created and they often, but the the thing too, is like, there's no pleasing them. Right. Cause if you do something that's the same and tired, then people don't like it. But if you stray too far from what's done before, people chew you up about that too, you know? So there's like no pleasing some people, you know? Yeah. I've thought about this a lot with Star Wars, how like in the new movie, like George Lucas was like, in the in Phantom Menace, he's like, oh, my fans are older, you know, they're going to like want whatever. I better give him some political intrigue. Like I'll introduce the Galactic Senate we're always talking about. And people were like, boo, we hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two years later, like Disney's like, what about Yoda but a baby? And everyone's like, hooray. <laughs> like you guys have not grown up at all. Right. No. <laughs> it's fine. Like what you like. But it's just like he gets right. He's like, I think my fans have matured a little bit. No, we no, have not. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Lucas. <laughs> Fuck you, Lucas. We're still babies, and give us our baby formula that we want. It had such a weird name, like like the Grogu dolls. Like it was, it was just like this weird. Yeah, Grogu. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but oh, but it made me, and I, I think I, I only thought of this because we saw it recently, uh, Brent. But have you seen David? Have you seen the menu? Oh no, no. Okay, what? Well, I, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but, but. Uh, Kathy Bates in this movie, as far as like not being able to please her fans and like, no matter what she creates, like they, yeah. it's just unappreciated. Uh, I drew a lot of parallels between this movie and the menu. I think just because we had watched it so recently. So was it like a similar, like the fans are like rabbit in a problem? Kind Yeah. Without giving too much away, it's, it's really as far as the, in the, um, yeah, I guess instead of a writer, well, it's it's a little bit different because the fan in this one is the murderer. Anyway, but it's kind of like the the chef, the chef in the menu is an unappreciated artist who uh he it's he like runs this high-end restaurant and he's kind of run into this problem where he's at the top of his game, but the only people who can afford to eat his food are like 
people who are just doing it as a status thing and like they're always like looking for flaws in his like perfect food that he's creating you know oh right yeah um, so it's well, inter- what, what was the movie where like i think it robert de niro kidnaps jerry lewis who is playing himself i don't know if i'm making this up what <laughs> That's wait, a good movie. I've seen that one. Wait, okay, I'm glad Brent knows what I'm talking about. Wait, Corey I, acted like I just made it up. Which, no, to, that's in a defense, good movie. I thought for a second I did. I gotta look this up because I gotta see this. Yeah, um, he like, yeah, he's trying to be a comedian. Oh wait, is it the King of Comedy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I. He's trying to be a comedian, and he even like he even hallucinates like himself being on like a huge stage, people cheering for him. Like it's kind of messed up. I, I forgot Jerry kidnapping him. Yeah. I forgot Jerry Lewis was in that. And which is why, but that's why Robert De Niro was cast in Joker. Right. Cause it was kind of a, a, a similar concept. I was just now. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was Robert he De Niro was cast- on the talk show. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't see Joker. I didn't know De Niro was in that. Yeah. He's in small role. Yeah, he's he's a talk show host. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I. I do know of King of Comedy. I don't think I've ever seen it though. I haven't seen it, but I knew that, and I've seen parts of it, and I know that. So it seems like a movie I'd love. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Yeah, I need to watch it. Well, if you do watch it, uh, just based on what I know and how it was influenced, if you're ever going to watch Joker, you should you should make it a uh, make it a double feature. <laughs> Okay, I do want to watch Joker. It's just one I I haven't gotten around to. Watch. I don't even know what it's on. I yeah, I don't know either. And I I I, th- I thought Joker was fine. I didn't I, I I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm really interested. Did you hear they're doing a sequel? No. They're doing a sequel, and everything I'm about to tell you is true. I'm not making any of this up. It's called. It's going to be called Joker. Uh, Foily Adieu is the name of the movie, and. <laughs> like- so French, it's, okay. And it's oh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is coming back and then they're doing the Harley the Harley Quinn character, right? You're familiar with that character? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but it's going to be played by Lady Gaga. Oh. Because the movie is going to be a musical. Whoa. <laughs> I love all of this actually. Yeah. Like okay. I'm I'm I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. I'm on board for all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I've been dying to that much the whole time. <laughs> David just hit the heart button. He just heart spammed us all. I've, I've been dying to do it Here the whole Skype. time. That's like the right spot. <laughs> well, do you guys, is there anything else you want to talk about this movie before we jump into headcanons and I, I'll let you go? I have a, a question about, did Harley Quinn, the character, originally come from the Batman cartoon show? Yes. That's where she came from? Yeah, that's great. That that character, like that they did in like the animated Batman series, was so popular that now she's one of DC's most popular characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else about Misery? Brent, I was really sad. I was really sad when she killed the sheriff. Yeah, when he gets shot in the back. Yeah, dude, that's awful. Yeah, I just like him so much. Yeah. Poor guy. But it's kind of a great moment where you think, like, you know, James Caan is getting rescued. Yeah. And, and Kathy Bates shoots the sheriff. Yeah. Well, and the, and the way it's shot but is... she didn't shoot the deputy. No. No. <laughs> no, fortunately. That would have been too... That would have been a bridge too far, you know. Right. If, if she shot poor old Virginia. Uh, but no, it's it's great the way it's shot because, yeah, you're kind of, like, looking up the stairs, like, from James, James Caan's point of view. 
uh, and you're you're like looking at the sheriff, and then all of a sudden his chest like blows out, and he's like ah, and like falls down, and then Kathy Bates is revealed behind him. Uh, but I also, you know, one thing I did want to say, and I feel like everybody who talks about this movie mentions it, but I think it's worth mentioning that uh, the the James Con part it was turned down by William Hurt, Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfuss, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, and Warren Beatty all almost did the movie, but dropped out. Or they were offered wow. the movie. Yeah. But, uh, and and some of them said, I think, and the theory is, is that the James Conn character is such a passive character and plays second fiddle to the Kathy Bates, the Annie character, that a lot of leading man men actor, especially at that time, didn't they were like, no, I don't want to play like a weak passive guy, like, you know, laying in a bed a whole movie. But so As kudos if I was some sort of actor. Right, yeah, yeah. So kudos to James Conn for doing it and it was yeah. he was great in it. I mean, he's fantastic in it, you know? I don't and I don't think that'd be an easy role to do, you know. No, it's it's such a great role. It's so silly to me. I'm sure also a few of those guys passed because they were like, oh, I like it, but I have other projects. So yeah. I can't. But like probably a lot of them did pass. Like, I don't want to be seen this way. It's like, dude, you're an actor. Do you think you're a real spy? Do you think in real life you're a spy? Right. You're not a spy. <laughs> well, and we're doing we... acting like the weakest job of all. Yeah. When we've actually talked about how on the show about how, especially with action stars, like times have kind of changed because before like in the 80s especially in the 90s like a lot of action stars never like they didn't want to be made to look silly or to ever lose or like you know they always had to be like the strong you know and now now the, all the leading men are you know it's like you know who yeah. they're all they all have comedic uh backgrounds or, or or tendencies at least you know yeah 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 and that makes the character more likable and stuff so yeah, yeah i don't know have you guys seen nobody no, I want With to. Bob no, Walker. I haven't. I've heard good things about it. It's freaking awesome, man. Is he's it? like, it's totally believable as, as him as an action star. Oh, I, like, I love Bob. Like, I like love 65 or something. Yeah, I love Bob Odenkirk. I really, I, I do. I've even, I've pulled that movie from the library before. I've had it in my house and just not had time to watch it. It's really good. He, 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 he's literally a nobody. Right. And then suddenly like there's a big twist and it's cool. <laughs> there's nice. an amazing scene on a bus. He just eats this shit out of like four like thugs. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. I started watching him back in the Mr. Show days. So Yo. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, like follow his career and see him just like, I mean, he was already on HBO. Like Mr. Show was already like big deal, but like. Just to yeah. see him like balloon and do this thing. Yeah. He was gonna play. He was second in line for the Michael Scott character on The Office, I believe. Oh, really? I, yeah. Nice. That's and right. I think he really wanted it too. Like he really wanted it. Yeah, but I mean, but his, you know, his career. I mean, what a what a great because uh, he's such a talented, funny guy. Like how good for him that he's you know Better Call Saul took off and and now he's doing stuff like Nobody and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think it's great. I and I, I, I know. Recently rewatched a lot of Breaking Bad. I didn't finish it again, uh -huh. but I watched like uh, definitely through a lot of the the Saul parts, and it was man, they introduced that character so well. Oh yeah, so, yeah, he's a great part of that that show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I know Brent and I too. I know we're both. I know uh, Mr. Show was very influential. I think to both of us. 
And I could see that for you too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I had a DVD of one of their seasons and just I watched it over and over and over, just just trying to figure out how do they do this? You know, how do you make all these sketches, you know, all different, but then somehow merge together? To, and you know, to the, the way they would all bleed into each other and yeah. each scene like would lead into the next. Yeah, it was such a good show. It's just like a yeah. blueprint of what yeah. to do. It's so cool. Next week, we're talking about the 1986 film Little Shop of Horrors, so be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. Well, do you guys have a headcanon you want to put forth, or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter to me. I, I've got one. I almost want to go first because I'm worried you're going to do mine. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And maybe mine is obvious because we already talked about it, but I really like. I really want there to be a version where they fall in love and start killing people together. Oh, or like yeah. at the end. I like, like it. You're kind of all-powerful. I thought I was saved from the sheriff. You know, he gets like basically Stockholm Syndrome where he's like, you're amazing. Like, <laughs> nothing can stop you. Like... Yeah, I guess I'll just stay here and, uh, you know, raise pigs and murder people. And, and pump out misery books. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'd watch, I'd watch, I'd, I'd read that version of Misery too. Stephen King, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what about you, Brent? What's your headcanon? Sure. Yeah, okay. So I've had the idea that, like, Kathy Bates, she goes out for more typing paper. Uh-huh. But then, like, gets to check off, like, another box of, like, her, like, her bucket list. And she kidnaps, she happens to be able to kidnap Chuck Woolery. Okay. <laughs> she brings him back to the house, right? Puts him in a bed. Chuck Woolery playing himself. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's fucking Chuck Woolery from the love connection, right? And she puts, she, she drags another bed in there, puts him right next. And then what she does is she she recreates the set of love connection. Yes, yes. Brings up the pig. <laughs> so the pig's next to Chuck Woolery. <laughs> <laughs> she just plays a, like a round of love connection with the three of them. Ah, I love it. So good. Yeah. I. Oh man. I was hoping you were going the uh, the full, and you did. It was and it was beautiful. I love it. <laughs> wow. All right. That's amazing. Yes. Well, my head cannon is, and I thought I was gonna. This was like the first thing that popped into my head, and I was like, I thought I, I was, I thought I was, would think of something else for a head cannon, but. The fact that that Buster, the sheriff, gets killed is was so upsetting to me because I so, I so love that character. The first thing I thought was like, if I could change anything about this movie, I would want I would want the sheriff to come back, you know. So my head can, yeah. So my head cannon is that she shoots Buster. She like shoots him in the back with a shotgun, and then what's she gonna do? She takes him outside and she buries him, right? And, but it's the middle of winter. So she buries him in the cold, cold ground and it basically like freezes him. Like, so he's like cryogenically frozen. So he doesn't quite die. He's almost dead, but not quite. And then, so finally when James Khan, you know, escapes and everything, they go back and they find him, they dig him up and they're able to revive him. But then, but they have to like replace some of his injured organs and with robot parts and he becomes like a cyborg. So he's like a cyborg crime fighting old man. Uh, the sheriff named Buster, and they change his name, and he gets his own movie called The Crime Buster. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure it was going to be that he gets his own movie, and that movie is called Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Robocop, but it's just called Crime Buster. 
his wife his wife still like rubs his like his metal thigh yeah and then you just hear like a <laughs> wait was that his robot dick it's his robot penis it goes oh, okay. and then it and then it goes boing boing and she's like you got a little italian down there he goes i think you got a little italian in you in about three hours when i get off this shift oh, uh, you want a little Italian in you? Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, shit. Those I, are great headcanon boys. Very, very, uh, that's why you called the podcast. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, thank you. Thank you, uh, David, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Always good to talk to you. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I, yeah, I love getting to talk to you, to you two guys. And it's like, podcasts are the only way, like, no one would ever be like, hey, you want to get on, uh, jump on Skype, have an hour and a half conversation? Everyone would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, and like you said, we really, not very many people listen to this podcast. We really just do it because we enjoy talking to people. And, and, yeah. and yeah, like, I, David, I never would have, like, other than this podcast, I wouldn't be like, hey, do you want to just chat for an hour and a half? Uh, but I'm so glad I just got to talk to you for the last hour and a half. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, likewise. You know, I'm a big fan of you guys and everything you do. So, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Likewise. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. And thank yeah, you. This is great. It was an awesome surprise, man. Like, I seriously was, like, super happy when I saw your face, David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, if you see Casey Ross, tell her that she's never going to be on the show again <laughs> and that she ruined all the time. She missed out. It's a lot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, and thank you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs>